0: Hey, it's Donnie Bobine. Thanks for checking out the show. Just want to let you know that each week, I literally bring on some of the best in the world to coach me on growing my business. What you're going to hear is live conversations I've had with some of the greatest business professionals in the world as they guide me how to grow my company, Success Champion Networking. This is real, this is raw, this is completely unfiltered, and it's really them pouring into me so I can grow my business. My hope is as you listen to this, that you'll get real value that'll help you grow your business. Do me a favor, if this brings you any value, please leave me a review wherever you're listening to this and that would mean the absolute world to me. Today, we're deep diving into a world of personal accountability and integrity with my guest, Jeffrey Klubeck. Jeffrey is not only a renowned speaker and author, but he's also crafted a unique methodology called the integrity game that helps individuals, teams and organizations improve their overall structural integrity. During our conversation, we're going to explore topics such as understanding the link between your actions and your integrity, and the importance of knowing your strengths and how setting your purpose can provide you a firm foundation for success. So let's get locked in and get ready to challenge the way you look at accountability and integrity in your life. Welcome to Growth Mode. All right, Jeffrey, I'm stoked to sit down and talk to you. You know, a lot of my journey, um, I've done a lot of cool things, but I have, I mean, I've always seemed to find myself in like leadership roles. I've always been a sales guy, self-accountable, and you know, I've always been a a top performer in anything I do. Um, But I've found that intrinsically, I've had to find accountability outside of myself versus relying on self-accountability to get things done. So- I do things like setting traps where I'll go to LinkedIn and said, I'm going to do this. If I don't, this is going to happen, right? Whenever this is going to happen, usually is a pretty gnarly consequence, but it benefits other people to see what I do. Um, and that seemed to work really well for, for me over the years. But what I haven't been able to really get good at is self-accountability, you know, being able to hold myself accountable to myself. I've had to go outside myself. Why, why, why do people need? outside influence versus the inside.
1: Uh, yeah. There's only so far you're going to get, you, you know, first of all, every job is an inside job. So you're <laughs> fair, off to a good, fair. you're off to a good start. Right. And, and you, from what I'm hearing, you probably are better off than most when it comes to this notion of self-accountability. But the problem is we have these things called egos, right? And ego is a sense of self, right? And as honest or as evolved as you may be in your self-talk at some point, Number one, the percentages are high that you're going to let yourself off the hook. You know we yes. have rationale, we have justification, right? And so our internal "yeah, but" when it goes unchecked, we, oh that, you know, I was going to do this, but oh, this came up, and then we we accept our own
0: crap. And, right? and we and we're not trying to say they're excuses. We're like, oh, it's an explanation. No bullshit. Well, it's, it's so an excuse. Funny. Yeah, yeah. The difference <laughs> between what, what's between an excuse or a reason, right? I'm <laughs> not right.
1: excusing. Okay, well. And then we can get into it. You know, that's when you get into an interesting thing. It's like, fine. Cause here's, here's one thing that, you know, if you've got discipline, if you've got any form of leadership in your background, what made you a top performer? What, what's your background that made you self-disciplined and made you be a top producer in all of your endeavors, et cetera. Et cetera? that's going to get you a certain way. Um, and so you, but, but guess what? If you ever tell yourself the reason that you're not going to do something that you told yourself you were, were going to do, right? Fine if you wanna call it a reason instead of an excuse, but it's an excuse unless you recommit to the thing. If you, you know, are you gonna decommit or recommit? Are you gonna shit or get off the pot? Right?
0: right. So yep. if
1: you just tell yourself, well, I said I was gonna do this, but this other thing, so I've got a reason for not doing that now. And so you know, I'm gonna to recommit to this thing. If you take the next step of recommitting to the thing that you're decommitting to, now it is a reason that you're not doing the thing rather than an excuse. So would I like that definition. Like, People are bullshitting all the time, Donnie, like, oh, I'm a procrastinator. I'm a procrastinator. Like, you are full of shit. Because if you call yourself a procrastinator, the, 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 what you're trying to really communicate is that you get it done at some point. You just took your time. That you ultimately <laughs> get it. Like, but people use the word procrastination for the things they haven't done yet not for the things that they got done, but took a long time. So the ego is always gonna let us off the hook. The, always, the ego's gonna rationalize it. The ego's gonna let us down easily. So first of all, we buy our own bullshit, right? Second, sure. of all, second of all, my lenses have got different mosaic than yours. So when you go outside for new accountability, you're not just getting accountability on, did you do what you said you were going to do it or not? You're being accountable for your perspectives. You're being accountable for the why. You're being accountable uh, when you have a different perspective a different lens through it, right? Now you, it, it just opens everything up. So a lot of times when we get into talking about it today, and when I've asked people, and I've asked thousands of people, what's integrity? What is integrity? Mm-mm. And people, I always get two answers. One is do what you say you're gonna do, you know, and the other is do the right thing regardless of who's watching, right? And I like those two answers for a couple of reasons. Most right. people would agree with those, but underneath it all vibrationally, honey, those are judgment-based answers you didn't do what you said or you didn't do the right thing. So people are sitting in judgment of others when you talk about accountability, integrity. Accountability is always going to feel like an attack if we're not ready to be 100% responsible for our own behavior. Yep. Right? Yeah. So when you talk about an external accountability source, you are so ambitious, so driven. One of the reasons you want an external accountability source is because you rightfully don't
0: trust yourself to do the best job. (laughs) That is the 100% truth, right? I know me. Right, and yeah. I know that if left to my own devices, you know, there's a lot of reasons I can just well nobody's watching, nobody else is going to see it but me, right? So this is why I force myself to put myself out there, um, mm-hmm. because now I'm on display. Yes, yeah, you know? and and being on display it helps me tr- tr- tremendously. You know, yeah,
1: we, when, we, when we think of ourselves as a public persona, the public's watching, we consider ourselves a professional on any level. An unofficial definition of being a professional is the show must go on. There's,
0: right? a pay, <laughs>
1: there's a paying public that's waiting and they don't care about all of our crap behind the scenes. The show must go on, right? And so when we have a mindset of responsibility to a paying public with a right to expect from us, it really helps us with more self-accountability. The person doesn't have to be right in front of us asking us question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been on enough podcasts. I I live a kind of public life a little bit, right? So we might are, you know, I wasn't, you know, we we get more careful, but still, you know, when, when I'm holding you accountable, the external source, it's not just me and my skill set and my wherewithal, but it's the thousands of hours that I've spent holding other people accountable. So I'm trained on it, I'm skilled at it. I've got the communication, I got the dialogue, I got the techniques. Plus I've held thousands of people accountable, right? So there's all these advantages to external accountability source. Internal is good. It'll only get us so far, but boy, we need to be an honest champion for ourselves to even be in a position to hold ourselves accountable and as committed as we are to productivity and top producing and outproducing other people and nobody will outwork you, all these things that we can control. We're still human. And we still let ourselves off the hook.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I'm a, not a big proponent of I can outwork you because that's just a pissing contest, right? You know? I know how many hours a day I can put in, but we all get 24 freaking hours, right? You know, we can both run ourselves to our dicks in the dirt, but uh, at at the end of the day, you know, it's just who can get what done. You know, one of the things that I I really was blown away as I was building a company was I got to a point where, you know, I almost lost the farm, almost lost everything, you know, because building a business is fucking hard. Let's just be honest. Really hard. And And when I got down to that kind of low point, I realized that my life had been a series of excuses, right? You know, I was really, uh, I think working for other people, excuses come easy. You know, if your sales numbers are down, you know, the marketing sucks, the economy sucks, you know, all these things are horrible. But when yeah. you run your own business, man, you, you don't get those excuses anymore. Like if, if the, if the numbers are down, go freaking sell more, right? If the marketing sucks, fix the fucking marketing, you know? And it's been a fascinating journey of realizing that it's all my fault, which has been one of my favorite phrases, uh, dude, that's on me. It's my fault. Um, I can get that level of, um, it, accountability, uh, when it's outwardly bound, uh, and, and other people are watching. I don't have that same level of not allowing the excuses and things to come in when left to my own devices.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a statement and I don't really hear the question, but I hear the oh, question. Fair, fair, yeah, fair, yeah, yeah. fair, yeah, fair. I, I hear, I hear the question. And it's cool, man. I mean, you're being as honest about this as anybody you follow. That's the, the first step is admitting it. You're, you're naming right? And yep. you, you can't build a mansion on top of quicksand. But back to this notion of integrity, right? You, you, it's like, oh, do the right thing. when Do the same thing when somebody's watching as you would when somebody's not watching. Hmm. Right? That's the other definition of integrity. When I'm doing public speaking and workshops on accountability and goal setting and all the things that I'm, you know, leadership training and so forth. I play The Integrity Game. It's a book that I wrote last year called The Integrity Game. And I ask the audience, how many of you believe you have integrity? Guess how many people raise their hand? Everybody. 100%. So I say, okay, keep your hand up and repeat after me. I i do do solemnly swear, swear not to shoot the messenger in 45 minutes when the keynote is done. Because at 45 minutes, <laughs> I'm going to ask you again, we're going to see how fast y'all raise your hands. We're going to see, first of all, if 100% of you raise your hands, and say how fast? Maybe some hesitation. Hang on. But before I offend my audience, right? And don't want to offend yours either. What is it? Let's make sure we're talking about the same thing, right? So this is where I really want to slow it down, Donnie, because this is the opportunity for internal, external accountability, reframing what it means to have integrity, to manage our expectations that we set for self and others. What is the concept of integrity? So I'll ask people before, hey, I want good reviews. I want to be invited back for the keynote again next year. (laughs) Don't let me offend you. Let's make sure we're talking about the same thing. And so I'll ask, what is integrity? And I get these two answers every time. Be your word. Do what you say you're going to do, or do the right thing regardless of who's watching. So you're just in the statement that you made. I don't always do the thing, the same thing regardless of who's watching. I might behave different if because
0: I didn't take into account who's watching is my freaking self,
1: right? Well, always. Every job, every job, an inside job, right? Yep. yep. Um. In 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 yeah. So 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 here's the thing. I like these two answers for two reasons. Okay. And I pin them on the board. I kind of like visually puppeteer my audience a little bit. But so let's put be your word. Do what you say you're gonna do over here on this side of the board. Let's put, do the right thing regardless of who's watching on this side. So the two reasons I like those, number one, is because when we be our word, when we do what we say, there's an integration of word with behavior. There's a coming together of word with behavior. Okay, And then when, when we do the right thing regardless of who's watching, there's an integration a coming together of behavior with morals or values or ethics. So it's a, if it's a work ethic or it's an honesty or if it's a selflessness or whatever your ethic is, there's a coming together. When we do the right thing, regardless of who's watching, we've integrated our behavior with a moral, a value or an ethic. When we be our word, we have integrated our behavior with a word. So what I love, first of all, is in both cases, there's an integration, a coming together of two or more things. Okay, But I asked everybody, what's integrity? And not one person said, it's an integration. The status (laughs) of being integrated the same. They start with the same six letters. It's right in front of our face, but nobody conceptualizes coming together or not together. When they think about integrity, they want to stay in judgment of others who weren't their word. They want to stay in judgment of those who didn't do the right thing. Now, the other thing I like about it, Donnie, is that behavior shows up in both integrations word with behavior over here and behavior with values over here. So I'm going to slow down when I say this behavior is the evidence of our integrity. Tell me more. It's not what I meant to do, what I thought I was going to do, what I, I, mean, I didn't mean to, or I was just trying to, or I was just gonna, or I didn't mean to. none of that. We judge ourselves by our intent, but the rest of the world is just judging our actions. Mm-hmm. True. So true. The, the, you know, the, the evidence of our integrity is not what I said I was going to do and not what I said my values were. It's whether or not I behaved in an integrated way with what I said and integrated with my values. Would you agree that's the results of what you did? Not even so much, you know, like, so the results are cool. Results are cool, results are cool, results are cool. Scoreboard, baby. Okay, okay. But you you tell me what result you're gonna get without behavior. Let me give you an example. I was coaching a real estate professional the other day. Right? Yep. Real estate professional getting off the ground. I said, hey, look, we talked about the concept of activity points, right? So you think, oh, I gotta make a sale. I gotta get a client, I gotta get a, I gotta get a listing or I gotta get a buyer in the car and show them houses. I gotta get, I gotta get, I gotta open an escrow. I gotta open an escrow. Focusing on those results, right? Yep. but how about, what are the behaviors that lead to opening an escrow? What are the behaviors that lead to getting a listing presentation? What are the behaviors? So just put, and then gamify it, right? Knock on doors, sit open houses, social media posts, writing blogs, uh, offering to speak for free at home buyer seminars, like just line up the behaviors that you'll take and have faith that the results will come. If you're just consistent with those behaviors, a lot of times people focus on the results they're trying to keep up with the Joneses and they never focus on what's in front of them. Take one step and the next step reveal them. What's the behavior? What's the action coaches? We're concerned about behavior, right? If you, you know, you know, this, I don't have to tell you, Donnie, do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different results insanity. sanity. I don't have to tell you. So let's get clear on what you want. Let's get clear on what behavior you need to change in order to get that result. Let's focus on the behavior. I don't, I almost sometimes I don't care about the results people get as long as they're focused on
0: 100% accountability to their behaviors. The results will come. So this is fascinating. And I, and I, and I agree with you. Um, I always struggle with the word behavior because I think people don't fully wrap their head around the, the definition of a behavior. Which, in simplest terms, is just an action that yep. you will take, right? Observable uh, action. Yeah, observable yeah, I, action. I like I like observable action, right? Yeah, observable um, action. Because you know, coming up in the sales game, people were like behavior, 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 and and my head couldn't get past good or bad, right? You know, it's either good behavior or bad behavior type yeah, of thing. Like the, so the, the the report cards in elementary school yeah, 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 or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah 100%, yeah, sure. right? So so I, I I like to reframe. I like observable action. Observable action. I think that's it. smart. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know. Like for, for, for instance, I know one of the key actions I have to take is, and, and I'm telling more and more people this right now in the sales game, gold school, because cold calling is freaking crushing right now because your competition's not doing, um, handwritten nutters and things like that are just working really, really well right now because nobody's doing it. So, okay. I know cold calling, um, is something, a behavior, if you will, that I've got to do every you know, day to keep the company moving forward and do the things I need to do. Yeah. Still the top sales guy in the company. Hopefully that's done by the end of 24, but that's where we're at right now. So that being the case, the way to make myself do these cold calls is I went to my community and said, cool, 8.30 to 9 every weekday, I'm going to open up a Zoom and I'm going to be there making cold calls. If you need to make cold calls for yourself, come in, sit on the Zoom and and we're opening just like we're in a pit, you know, making cold calls back together, celebrating and the likes. But I knew I had to create that level of a trap for myself, right, to be able to hold myself accountable to doing those type of things. And in my head, now it's I get to help others because they don't want to sit there and make cold calls by themselves because to be honest, it sucks. You know, so I don't think that's a flaw of mine. I think I just understand myself enough to know that I need that outside accountability. I guess my question along the lines is: Is that the right move? I know what it is because it's working for him. But what are your thoughts? Uh, first of all, I don't believe in rights or
1: wrongs, right? Fair, uh, fair. If we limit ourselves like that, we're screwed, right? So, like you know, a Jedi doesn't think in absolutes. What about both <laughs> ands, right? Rather than right. either ors. Okay. The other thing I would tell you real quick, and I don't know if you expected this, but I'm I'm a bit of a wordsmith. I'm a ma- i am have a master's in communication. I've taught. You know, public speaking and group communication and persuasion and organizational communication, San Diego State University, in addition to being around the world, dealing with people with different cultures and languages and the coaching still lands because of the communication skill. And I'll tell you right now, you don't set traps for yourself. Language is important. You set, you create incentives. You follow? See,
0: I, I, I hear the words. I like traps better. Yeah. some people are motivated like uh, that pressure. If you rise to the pressure. But you're still, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm definitely more motivated by fear than I am by, by pleasure. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, that's a great way to make that work. Cause then, in the
1: other words, you say, Oh, it's my fault. One of the phrases I fall in love with, it's my fault. Well, I would sit here and say, Well, it's your responsibility. But if so, it's, you know, like, fall, like, like let me ask you, but, I, I mean, it's like funny. I'm being interviewed, but let me ask you the question it, it, How do you do that without getting over the, like, crossing a line into beating yourself up unnecessarily? the oh, no, that,
0: that one's really easy. And I danced yeah. with that really, really on. I love the question. Thank you for yeah. back. Um. So what I found, and it was after I read Extreme Ownership by Jocko, right? But, yep. you know, just a phenomenal freaking book. And, and reading that book, it really opened my eyes up that I blamed a lot of other people for how I showed up in life and how I carried myself. And it never was my fault. It was always something outside of myself. Yeah. The phraseology of it's my fault is not saying I have a fault. It's saying I fucked up. Right. And what I've found, especially with my team, the more I can say it's my fault, yeah. right? I'm not saying I'm faulty and I don't understand that they instantly go into uh, uh let's fix it mode, let's work on it, let's figure out where it's screwed up, which yep. figure out where it's broke. If I don't step in and take ownership of it, then the words almost come out like I'm blaming them. But when I can step in and like customer's pissed. Sorry guys, that one's on me. I should have done X. Now they can go into solutions mode versus any other way. So that's why yeah, I've used it. Yeah, yeah. Ownership, taking responsibility
1: for it. Yeah, that's, that's the, you know, we're, we're, the ambiguity of language. But yeah, it's interesting how clear you are about how you're wired and what works for you right this this uh, is
0: six years of building a business really trying to meet the dude in the mirror right mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. i tell everybody in the world that if you really want to understand what you're made of what makes you tick go start a company because you're going to meet yep. the dude in the mirror real fucking quick <laughs> yeah real fast yeah you can't can't run or hide from that one
1: you know it, it, it's interesting too when you talk about Back to this concept of like integrity and do the right thing when nobody's watching and how do I, that external accountability because if, if I'm not doing the best job holding myself accountable. So like what happens to, Donnie, what happens to a building, a bridge or a tunnel without structural integrity? He, it right. collapses under pressure sure. tests, right? So yep. I, I'm, I'm here to say like, well, we're no different. A human being, a team or an organization is no different so when i you know running the integrity game i'm doing like both right you're gonna have better chance at at the external accountability source working if the external accountability source knows what they're holding you accountable for so back to this concept of what is integrity somebody says well do what you say you're going to do well if i said i was going to drink 24 beers before i got on your podcast today (laughs) and then i drank. 24 beers before i got on the podcast i will have done what i said i was going to do but could i claim integrity and then there's some smart ass and be like well no not if you're trying to test your functional alcoholism well i'm not (laughs) (laughs) you know that's not what i'm trying to do but we know the answer is no being your word isn't good enough part of it but it's not good enough i can say if i was gonna if i tell you that i'm gonna sleep on the couch for 22 out of every 24 hours and then i did it 22 out of 24 hours. Could I claim integrity? We know the answer is no. I said I was going to get into my car and drive into the first pedestrian I saw. And then I got in the car and I hit the first pedestrian I saw. I would have done what I said I was going to do. But could I claim integrity? You forget the smart asses as well. Lift it. Stop it. <laughs> right? So so I, that's why I don't, we don't like that. Be your word. Right? Because somebody says, well, do what you say you're going to do. What I want to hold people accountable for is why did you say you're going to do that? Hmm right? In other words, yep. just be your word isn't good enough. There's other things that we need to integrate into this mix for structural integrity. And now on the other side, here's what's funny. I think it's funny. I don't know if you think, I think you got a great sense of humor, by the way, but tell me if you Thank think you. this is funny, right? Yes or no, without without getting over simple, yes or no, should we tell the truth? Yes or no, should we ever lie? You know, most people would, of course not. Well, no, unless there's, it's,
0: times. there's times, the, yeah.
1: yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? So, right, like, there's a percentage of our country that can't even agree on who the president is or what's true. Do you know what I mean? Do right. right? you follow? Like, so what's right or wrong? What's good or bad? Isn't it yep. a moving target? Who's to decide. So most people that say do the right thing, regardless of who's watching, they're just judging other people and projecting their values onto others. When the integrity game is about is me not telling you what the right thing is me asking you what the right thing is. And then when I know what you think the right thing is, I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Fascinating. All right. You follow? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So
0: hold on. Uh, Go ahead. So define integrity then.
1: Integrity is the status of two or more things that are integrated. Two or more things that are together have integrity. So...
0: Give me an example.
1: Well, there's other there's other flowery definitions like you know state of
0: wholeness. (laughs) You know, know, like yeah, we we just went all fucking move. All right, got it. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, we can go there. I didn't think that that's where you wanted to go, right? (laughs) But you you understand what I'm trying to do is expand our understanding because when I ask when I ask people, and I've asked thousands of people on Zooms and in retreats and seminars keynote speeches and leadership seminars and soft skill trainings, I always start off and I ask, "How many of you believe you have integrity?" That's my, you know. All right, keep your head up. And I make the joke. And then I say, well, what is it? And most, you know, I'm, what most people think integrity is, is either be your word or do the right thing, regardless of who's watching. And I'm trying to say, cool, that gets the party started, (laughs) right? But it's not good enough. Because if I just said that I was going to sleep 22 out of 24 hours and I did that, I wouldn't have integrity. And sometimes I need to, you know, withhold the truth. Sometimes I need, you know, elf on a shelf. Oh my God! Don't lie, don't lie. Except we lie to our kids twenty six days straight for Elf on a Shelf when we're hiding that thing around and trying to guilt them into good behavior with some imaginary little creature that we have to. Oh my! The worst. Are you kidding? I know, I mean, why? How come, Donnie, my wife doesn't like ask me to move the damn Elf when I'm on my feet? She waits until I get in bed, and, I, right. and then once I lay down, oh, the Elf. You know, I, I don't even like not even my grew up celebrating Christmas in different religion, right? But I'm going down at two fifteen in the morning, move some Elf to lie to my kid. but my yeah
0: but that's not a bad lie hey
1: it depends on the harm of it all right it it, 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 it's it's who's to say is what my point is good or bad right or wrong clean or dirty civil savage saintly demonic those are all moving targets They're adjectives They're perceptions in the minds of the the beholder right so what i think the right thing is maybe different when somebody else thinks the right thing is the right thing let me ask you a question without overthinking it sometimes do you believe without overthinking it do you believe that time is money yes do you believe that patience is a virtue?
0: Patience is a learned skill. I can't say it's a virtue,
1: right? Well, not for you. You're, you're hardwired to go, go, go. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But you understand what I'm getting at, right? Yep. Watch this. Um, do you believe that if you never quit, you never lose?
0: I, you don't never in,
1: I don't believe in lost win. Uh, it, fair, well, my point is there's
0: this saying out there, never give up, never give up. If you never quit, you never lose. But there's other sayings out there that says, better know to
1: cut your losses.
0: Right. I'm also a guy that will tell people all the time, if you want, the people who find sex, uh, sex, people who find success, different game, not sex, uh, <laughs> people find success or the ones that are most likely too dumb to throw in the towel. Like when, when logic said that, you know, you should go back, get the job, everything else, there, there's, there's too many times. Well, well, I also is, get that that's yeah, not a black a and white statement. It's a purgatory, right? Like, Hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking. And I just wanna jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, Visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com, and I look forward to seeing you there.
1: There, There's distinct success principles.
0: Yes, I agree with that. That's what I'm getting at. And so whichever one
1: I'm focused on is going to be the one that leads to my observable action. Does it make sense? Yes. it's a moving target. You, right, it's a moving target. Like back to running a business, business is hard. Well, business doesn't care about my self-talk. Business doesn't care about my ego. Business doesn't care about my leadership. Business, just, you know, my name is business and I have needs, my needs. Market, sales, operations, finance. Right. I don't care, right, business is un- completely objective. There's no emotion, there's no story, there's no drama at all. You're either meeting the accountabilities or you're not, right, So, so when we play the integrity game, We're expanding our understanding of integrity to just include integration when two or more things are together. But word with behavior is good, but not enough. And behavior with values is good, but not enough. So I I introduced in my book a 10 point model. There are 10 things, 10 sets of questions, 10 things that I I believe people, individuals, teams, and organizations can integrate. So the integrity game is very simple. It's understanding 10 sets of questions. It gets harder when we answer those questions, It gets even harder to make sure our answers go together rather than repel each other. Give me, give me an example of one of them. One of them. Are you ready? Yep. Well, let's start at the top, right? Purpose. Tight. Purpose. What's the meaning? What, like, theoretically, do you have a meaning for life? What do you believe the meaning of life is? Do you value life in any way? Do you have any thought leadership in your life, right? Do you value life? But then what's the purpose of your life? Most people don't. If I walk down the street and I say, hey, what's your life's purpose? Most people will not have an answer. I agree with that as well. But they're the same people that are raising their hand, that they have integrity. I mean, if you don't know your life purpose, if you don't have an answer to life purpose, everything else that you are doing in your life is building
0: an mansion on top of quicksand. You know, what's what fascinating to me about this is this was a, a flip-flop for me this year. Is Tony Watley, um, who's getting really well-known out there. Um, good buddy of mine. Uh, I had him on the podcast. and One of the things he said to me was, um, if, and it's the old country song, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah, and what he says the, he found is most people are out there, and they're soundbiting life. You know, mm-hmm. They 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 they're not really standing in their own firm beliefs on any sort of topic and subject. And I started asking myself, I'm like, okay, yeah. what the hell do I actually fucking believe in? And dude, that that was a long powerful. Journey. It is, um, because I I didn't know what my soap. I'm soapbox, but I didn't know where I wanted to plant my flag. And so I've been on a journey this year. I'm like, okay, what are my beliefs? And what's funny is the question that got me to figure out some of my beliefs the best is what are my contrarian views? What are the views that everybody says this is the way? And I'm like, no, that's fucking stupid. And that's what helped <laughs> me figure out my beliefs. Um, and unfortunately, you know, not unfortunately, but for, you know, a lot of it has, has to center around with, you know, networking and how people network and like, because a lot of stupid shit that's taught out there is just ignorant and shouldn't be taught in the first place. Uh, but that's by finding those contrarian views has lo- helped me figure out, you know, what my own, you know, where do I stand? Well, so now you got, you got this
1: question set, purpose, purpose, meaning, meaning, purpose, purpose, right? Okay, so if you got to answer that question, now you've got like one pillar in place for your structural integrity. So in other words, what are your contrarian views, dot, dot, dot. What you would willing to take a stand for, Mm. what you're not willing to compromise on, right? Like when some outside influence comes your way, it you repel it like a five mile an hour wind against a building because you've got structural integrity because you know what your values are. If the view is one thing, but what holds that view in place in your life on a day to day basis is the value, right? You understand. So now you've got you've got it. You've got bricks for your structural integrity. So you know another question is gifts in one word, but it translates into competitive advantages. So first of all, on the woo-woo side, the psycho emo side, what's your mindset around giving? Are you a hoarder, pack rat, freak? You're afraid of running out of stuff and you grew up in scarcity, so you can't give anything away? Or are you afraid to receive? You won't let anybody do anything for you because you grew up in scarcity and you don't want to be reminded what you didn't have growing up. I got it, I got it, I'm fine, I'm fine. So what's the mindset around being willing to give, being willing to receive on the psycho emo woo-woo Then breaking down into, well, what are God-given gifts? First of all, am I responsible to those? Can I acknowledge my God-given gifts? Like every day above the ground is a good day, but we're all born with some shit, right? And man-made, what are the gifts that other human beings have been willing to give to me? Man-made, and then self-generated. What am I doing for myself? Am I culting my gifts and cultivating, investing, owning my gifts? When it translates into, and you know this from a marketing perspective, competitive advantage so theoretically anything other than the average even the mistakes and the fuck-ups is a gift as long as we're willing to learn from the fuck-up but anything other than average is a gift like special differentiation right so now if you if i know what my gifts are back to business building why would i like i'm a communication guy i'm not going to go out there and try to sell on numbers and math i'm a communication guy right i need to know i i'm a fast-paced humor-laced in-your-face speaker i'm jovial i you know I, i i'm theoretical, but I'm also dumb it down with the wordsmithing and make it playful. Like I know what my competitive advantages are. I've got a master's degree in communication. How many other coaches do? I got 20 plus years experience teaching public speaking, getting people past the fear of public speaking. How many other coaches do, right? So what makes me better than every coach that also does what I do and what's different about me than any, what are my gifts? So some people don't even stop to celebrate on their gifts because they, they, right, I, I need to be humble. I don't like drawing attention to myself, or any of these bullshit excuses that they tell themselves. It's like, wait, wait a second. If you're not honest about your gifts, how the hell the rest of the world's going to know? How are they going to hire you instead of somebody else? Why are they going to buy produce from your farm instead of any other farm? What's the differentiation? We have to let the world know how and why we're different. Now, there's plenty of people in the world. Those that like me will buy for me. Those that like you will buy for you. But nobody's going to buy for me if I don't differentiate myself, which is my gift. My gift to the marketplace. My gift to my business. My gift to myself is getting super, super clear about what makes me different and better than anybody else that you can get my stuff from, right? I,
0: I would add in there, and I, yep. I agree, I would add in there that it's also your, your beliefs that that draw the right people in and repel the right people away as well. No um, down. Because, Go down. like, the first time I cussed on stage, you know, it, it was the funniest thing in the world, is, is half the freaking room goes bananas. The other yeah. half was like, I can't believe you said that. And, you know, for me, it was like one of those moments where, like, I knew instantly these are the people I'm talking to. Fuck all these people. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm never going to be able to get there. So I think your beliefs have to be thrown on there as well. It goes back to what's that sand or what's that soapbox you're willing to freaking sand on?
1: Yeah. You want to know. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know when you talk about purpose, you can talk about values, attitudes, beliefs, et cetera. For you, like on my 10 point model, beliefs aren't an individual point, but they're the adhesive that holds Fair. these things together. And so as an, as a metaphor, Imagine um, a tennis shoe, right? And we're lacing up the tennis shoe. So we go into one hole, we go across to the other hole. Now we got two strings. We go diagonal, 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 back up to top, diagonal, diagonal, diagonal. So imagine five holes on one side, five holes on the other side. Each hole represents the 10 points on my model. So now the laces, the laces don't tie the shoe. The laces integrate the left side with the right side. The laces bring the left side together closer with the right. The laces don't tie the shoe. The laces give the shoe structural integrity. The laces are allowed with the allow the shoe to stay on our foot, do what it's built to do, do what it's made to do, right? So that's where the, when I talk about adhesive or laces or what's the most valuable part of a baseball, it's not the leather, it's not the cork, the seams. If you can't hold that leather together, you got no baseball, right? So percent
0: Yeah, go so, ahead. So, so going back to your first question, which was, you know, purpose. Mm-hmm. Once I have that figured out, what's the next thing I got to integrate it with? Well... If you're going chronologically, first of all, it all integrates. Cool. Okay. But we have to
1: discuss the module in a linear form. So the second point on the model when I'm, when I'm doing a keynote or when I'm introducing it to people is gifts. And sometimes, by the way, you know, what if you don't know your purpose? Can I still work on my integrity game? Even if I don't know my purpose yet, start working on your gifts after you have an idea of what your competitive advantages are now, go back and revisit purpose. Maybe you'll have some answers, right? I yeah. should not be injecting lab rats with the serum to get, try to get some drug to market approved by the FCC or something like, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know what I mean? I, yeah. That's not my purpose in life. My purpose in life is about, you know, content, reproduction, communication, right? So, and I know that from understanding my gifts, right? But then if I know my purpose and I know my gifts, now I can come closer down to ground level and start asking questions of potential, right? So that's a third rung on my model or a third rung on my ladder or a third loop in my shoe is potential, and if we break it down, it's gonna sound more familiar to business owners and leaders and CEOs, et cetera. Vision, mission, objectives. So when I'm taking people through this, right? Vision is, a lot of times you've seen people confuse these, there's some flowery mission statement on the wall, but doesn't mean shit, right? Yep. So I try to make it a little more actionable, ready? Vision is when you look at as far into your future as you could possibly see, describe what you see. That's your vision, is when you look at as far, Now mission is still far ways away, but it's closer than vision. It's nearer than vision, but it's an arrival. It's a destination. It's an accomplishment. It's not just a description of what's there. It's an mission is that we're on a mission, right? Like an accomplishment, an arrival, an achievement that still takes a little bit of time, right? But it proves we're on our way to the vision. And then objectives is the third breakdown for annual. So vision is far out, as we can see, mission is still far a ways away, but it's a destination rather than a description. And then objectives are, what are our annual objectives this year? What are the things we're working on so that we may advance towards the mission? So if, if Kennedy says, hey, we're going to be number one in space exploration, we're on a mission to get a person to the moon and return them safely. So our objectives this year are the lunar reentry module and the boots that people are going to walk, Neil Armstrong's going to use. These are our objectives. So then the fourth point on my integrity game model is less than a year is goal setting right? Goal setting is, you know, really sets us up for transactional accountability rather than accountability of holding people accountable to their purpose and their gifts and their potential. When we start to get into goal setting quarterly, what do you need to achieve by April 1st of 2024 to feel that you're strongly on your way to meet your annual objectives? Then April 1st, July 1st, October 1st, quarterly goal setting gets us into that observable action that we were talking about earlier at the beginning of the show. Like, does that make sense?
0: Like, Yeah, but it, it, it takes it all the way back to one more step is to where we started is what's the behaviors that allow those goals to actually take much? Observable actions, right. Yep, exactly. Yep, like yep. I have
1: a little joke in my head. The goal bone's connected to the strategy bone and the strategy bone's connected to the tactic bone and the tactic bone's connected to the resource bone and the resource bone connected to the commitment bone and the next appointment with self and next observable action. So once I can break, chisel all of that down, Well, I know what your goal is. I know what you want to achieve by April 1st. We can say, well, what are your strategies? Is it cold calling? Is it door knocking? Is it podcasting? Is it networking? Is it, what's the strategy? Okay, what's the next observable action to execute that strategy? Okay, what's the best day of the week to do that? When's the best time of the day to do that? Okay, write this way to your calendar, please. Go ahead and make an appointment with yourself in your calendar, same way I showed up a couple minutes early to our appointment this morning. Why don't people make appointments with themselves to do the observable actions, to execute the strategies, to meet their goals, objectives, mission, vision, da, 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 da. So it's a framework. It's an accountability. The integrity game is an accountability framework. If I can get your answers to all 10 question sets, I know exactly what I'm holding you accountable. And it's not what my clients, have. I'm not holding you accountable to what they've done or what I would do if I were you or what the Joneses did or the Kardashians, for Christ's sakes holding you accountable to your answers
0: well yeah and I hear all of this i can also hear my listeners going God, this sounds like so much um you know it's like a, it's a lot th- 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 there's a lot of pieces here and i know mm-hmm. one of the things where i screw up on accountability is the fear of boredom right like if if i know that it's an activity that i'm not going to enjoy that is, that is one that i can slough off with the best of them right So, so I have to, I do distractive learning is the best way I can put it. Right. Like I can't, uh, just just sit down and have somebody lecture me and expect to figure something out. So I have to either do it or I can't write a paper without music going in the background. Right. I need to have that distraction to be able to do the activity. Almost like the, the equal and opposite reaction is the focus. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Right. when it comes to something that I presume might be a boring behavior, I have to gamify right? I have to do yep. something to to trick myself, if you will, into doing said activity. I saw you flinch as soon as I said trick, but you didn't like that word, but it's hey it's it's it's,
1: it's a <laughs> don't mind trick when it's followed
0: by and treat you know, but anyway <laughs> we are playing with each other
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good to get to know you this I,
0: way i i saw that 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 communication degree go whoop, I saw that one um but. Uh, but that, that's the, the, the thing. And when I'm walking through your list, even though we've done a lot of those things inside the company, you know, the mission, the vision, you know, we call yep. them champions codes versus core values. Mm-hmm. We set out the quarterly objectives, right? We're working through all those things. It can get overwhelming really quick because at some point you kind of kind of sit back and you look at all that and go, shit, this is a lot right? And, and you're trying to hold that all in your brain housing group. And that can really quickly turn into almost overwhelm for some. And I, I can guarantee some of my listeners are sitting there right there. They're like, God, how do I manage all of this?
1: Well, that's the wrong question. Okay. You know, first of all, ask a better question, right? If <laughs> you're know, like, right, you know what I'm just going to tell you right now, a lot of people out there suffer from halitosis. It's the bad <laughs> breath that we smell when people aren't ready to take action. They'd rather say, how do I do this? How do I do this? Rather than saying, when do I do this? When's a good time to do this? Like, when do I get, do you know what I'm saying? Yep. The mindset you don't want to believe that anything, like other you know, people say, oh, I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Bullshit. You're a human being. <laughs> we put people on the moon. We built Vegas. Don't talk <laughs> right? about overwhelm. We've got computers and AI. We, at, at best, you're whelmed. At but best, I will, would say you might be confused. People will say it overwhelmed to excuse themselves from doing the work. Now, building a house is a lot, right? The nails, the wood, the measurements, the plans, it's a lot, right? Does that mean we shouldn't do it because it's overall or does it mean that just do it, we're going to be able to enjoy it for the 30 years thereafter. So uh, in other words, the, 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 what's harder, what's harder. Building a solid concrete slab foundation or building a mansion on top of quicksand? What's harder?
0: Well, we know the answer to that. I just, the, 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 it is overwhelming if you've never done it before. We have to acknowledge that the first yeah. time looking at it, you're like, fuck, this is a shit ton," right? However, you have the choice at that point to either say, fuck it, I'm going anyways. Yes. Or I'm going to stay in a place of overwhelm. Yeah, exactly. Because guess what? You
1: know, it's, it's really like, what are we comparing it to? If all I'm looking at is 10 questions on a soft skill personal professional growth model, right? 10 questions. And I'm like, I don't have the why, right? Well, why would I be looking at those in the first place? Well, because there's a lot going on when I'm not looking at them too. It's overwhelm. It's confusion. It's paranoia. It's it fits and starts and so forth. So maybe you don't have to go through all 10 points, but people come into coaching and say, well, where does it hurt? Does it hurt here? Does it hurt here? Does it hurt here? It hurt here? Now, for me as a coach, it becomes like a diagnostic. I know when I'm talking to somebody, if they don't have answers to questions of purpose, I know if I'm talking to somebody, if they don't have their competitive advantage and their gifts. I know down the 10th question said is service. Who wins when you win? Who are the people that benefit when, when you win, who else wins? Who are you serving? When your cup runs over, who gets the runoff? And and can you integrate who's, who, who you're serving with your purpose? Well, I know when people aren't, have no connection to serving others. I know when people aren't willing to uh, recognize their own accomplishments. I know when people would prefer to learn the hard way instead of proactive learning. I know when people aren't strategic about what they're doing. I know when people aren't taking action. I know if they don't have purpose. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so for coaches out there that want a model to be a better coach, you don't even necessarily have to take people through it and have them answer the questions. We just use it as our own internal diagnostic. Follow? Does it hurt? Yeah. You hurt? Does it hurt? Yep. So. Yeah, and, and by the way, like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You got it. It's how you play the integrity game. You just answer one set of questions at the t- at a time. You know, so maybe a piecemeal. Maybe you work on it 30 minutes a week instead of letting it be overwhelmed.
0: And I and I also think that there's a, a you're going to learn it as you go. You know, I, I go back to learning how to cold call. Like, he finally took a bottle of Captain Morgan sitting beside me to be able to pick up the phone the first time and make cold calls, right? Um, just because i was so freaked out of that whole activity And that's surprising by the way you come off a little bit more fearless than that to me but go ahead um but now because of learning that behavior i'll stand in front of a room of people and do live dials in front of a room yeah but you know going all the way back to the beginning of a 22 year old kid trying to do cold calls that's a whole different ball game right you know and so as i'm just a firm believer that Almost everything is learned, right? We do have some innate things that we are born with, but we learn most everything. And, and you know, when I think about all of this, it comes back to what are the individual actions that you can take in the moment that will continue to move you forward? How do you hold yourself accountable to those particular actions? Yeah, actions is one of the 10 points on the model you know,
1: getting clear on the mindset of being an action taker, you know, right? That doesn't mean willy-nilly reckless per se, but you, we want to avoid analysis paralysis. We want to build the muscle memory for taking action. We want to, you know, if we're entrepreneurial in any way, shape or form, we got to know when to jump out of the airplane and, and really believe in our, in our parachutes rather than the ground, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, action taking is a big piece of it. But when it comes to integrity, we got to wake people up. Most people think they have 100% integrity. They raise their hand when everybody's watching, but it's like, wait, how many things do you do in a day? I'll ask the crowd. Imagine public speaking, right? How many things does a normal person do in a day? And I kind of help them out sometimes too, like depending on how much time I have. Somebody give me a number like 100. How many things do we do (laughs) in a day? And somebody will say 100. Thank you. Now, of those 100, how many of those 100 are integrated with things we've said we would do? Mm. Now it's less than, right? You know, of the 100 that we do, how many of them are expectations that we set for self and others, right? John Wooden, the famous basketball coach says, never mistake activity with achievement. Right. People staying busy all the time, but are they productive? Are they on and on? So if we do 100 things, maybe 10 of them are things we said we would do. And I'm like, all right, well, how many things do we, say? somebody thought a number like 15. How many things do we say we'll do in a day? And somebody will thought a number like 15. Okay. Of the 15 that you say you're going to do, how many of them do you really do? And somebody will be honest, I'm like three. Okay. Well, here's a different question How many of the 15 things you said you were going to do are the next observable action from a chosen strategy? You're right. Cause that's one of the points on the model strategies, tactics, resources. So, am I going to cold call? Am I going to door knock? Am I going to network? Am I going to uh, flood uh, a market with, um, am I going to partner with a title rep and flood a market with? you know, flyers and be ready when the phone rings? Am I going to, am I going to invest? Am I going to buy it? Am I going to hold? Am I going to fix? Am I going to flip? I mean, what's your strategy? You want to pick a strategy, proven strategy that somebody with your behavioral style, your competitive advantages is instinctually going to be capable of executing because it's not, one size doesn't fit all when it comes to strategy, right? 100%. But is the strategy integrated with the goal from the objective, from the potential, from the gift? You follow, so 15, you say you're gonna do 15 things a day, You're to-do this of 15 things on it. How many of those are the next observable action of a strategy? Uh, don't all raise your hand at once. Right. So, what I, so in the middle of the model, when I talk about strategies, tactics, and resources, when I talk about word and commitment, how many things do we give our word to and commit to, and what do we do? Those transactional pieces in the middle, how many of you wanna raise your hand now? <laughs> of the hundred that you do maybe 15 are strategic of the 15 you commit to maybe three of them you actually do and none of them are strategic do you, you, you so but you always your hands if you say you have integrity does not make sense so like it what does. i'm trying to, what i'm trying to do is be fast-paced humor-laced and a little bit of in people's face like look stop pointing the finger at everybody else when you're accusing everybody else of not having integrity and let's make it easy and fun to look within and play our own game The integrity game, it's easy to understand these questions. Like you mentioned earlier, it's harder when you sit down and try to answer them. Yes, If I have answers to these 10 questions and my answers go together rather than dilute each other, I'm going to have structural integrity. And then when something comes into my life that wants to distract me from doing what I'm supposed to do, made to do, built to do, because that's, right? What am I built to do? What am I on this planet to do? And if I don't have answers to my questions, I can be blown over like a feather in the wind. One of my mentors, Brian Tracy, taught me that weeds, weeds grow on their own. They need no help from us. Like we're foolish if we don't think, if we think that unwanted experiences are never gonna happen, unwanted occurrences, there's never gonna be a pandemic. There's never gonna be, you know, a political status of the country. There's never gonna be a a tornado or a hurricane. You know, my employees are never gonna get sick. Uh, You know, there's gonna be, so those things will take us down. If we don't have answers to our questions first, when we have answers to our questions, these unwanted things, they're going to bounce off us like a five mile an hour wind, right? So we talk about leadership, you know, the three pillars of leadership. I like to get people engaged in what they're doing. I like to provide motivation, which is strategies, tactics, and resources or getting people out of their own way mentally. And then I like to make it non-threatening to hold people accountable, but hold people accountable to what they want, not what I want them to want. Like the first accountability is tell me what you want. That's the number one accountability, goal setting. What do you want? Who are you? What do you want? That's number one.
0: How often do you ask that question that people are like, I have no fucking clue?
1: Well, I love when people say that because my last name's clue back and, you know, get a clue is, <laughs> you know, you got a clue now, baby. Right. You know? and, and, you know, listen, it depends on what they need. I mean, I would coach you differently than I'd coach somebody with a different behavioral stuff. With you, I got to be fast paced. I got to be
0: direct. No bullshit. No flower. No, no
1: philosophical. Theoretic. And as my the- coach,
0: Jerry tells me all the time, Donnie, when I'm fixing to tell you, don't take any action on it. Let's get through what I'm fixing to tell you. Then we'll decide what we're going to do with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because you're listening. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. You're spring-loaded like a mousetrap to get into action. So a good coach is going to say, hang on. Be patient with this part. We'll get to the good part. But I'm not just going to tell you the action. And you may be a good soldier like that. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. "Eh, Let's tell you why you're doing it. Because I know you're going to do it but with more a little bit of the why you'll be more resilient when you're doing it you'll be more focused sure. when you're doing it. you'll be able to withstand the unexpected things that are going to come up while you're doing it right with a little bit more of that foundation that structure you know what I'm saying so well and this
0: is also the power of having a badass team around you that can do the things that you are not strong at um and and
1: won't slow you down full circle. Um, it's a form of external accountability when you, you when you benefit from the other lenses through which your team members view the world you expand your choices on what you're going to commit to because you
0: got different well, perspectives. Uh, you know, and I tell everybody, you know, in a loving manner that my wife is my Jiminy Cricket. I'm like, I have a moral compass. She has an extreme moral compass, right? So if I'm gray area, all you got to do is ask Elizabeth, and I, I instantly, without even batting an eye, she's always going to make the right call. You know, so that that, but it's something I need in my life. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I
1: I re- often refer to my wife as the rings around my Saturn. and i could tell i could tell when somebody's not married too
0: i'm like hey man put this on you'll be home in 20 minutes right (laughs) dude this has been awesome man what a fun conversation uh you know I, i never know what i'm getting into in these so good to freaking get to know you man i've really enjoyed this and you can tell you've got the the public speaking game down well so 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 good on that um, yeah, a
1: people... small plug. If anybody out there needs a dynamic, fast-paced, in-your-face, humor-laced speaker for their event, their association, their retreat, I love facilitating. I love delivering the integrity game keynote and then doing workshops around it, getting people into action on their structural integrity, their foundation. So they're resilient, focused, and, and on their way to the potential. But you had another question that sounded like.
0: No, I, that was perfect. I would right into it, is how do people find you if they want to reach no, out to you? Super easy to find.
1: You type in Jeff Klubeck, I'll come up. I'm, I'm not big enough yet where other people are screening my social media. So if you did message me on LinkedIn or Facebook or any of the channels, I get my stuff. I'm very easy to find. Um, getaclue.net is the old website, the old Get a Clue brand. And we're building up the Integrity Game brand now. So you can search for the Integrity Game. It's available on Amazon. It's a little parable, 135 pages. There's a mentor and a mentee, and they just go on a journey to introduce the 10 points on the model. So it's very easy to digest. Back to your point. We don't want to overwhelm anybody. We're using the truth. Children' horse of Orson, the business parable to get the model. So, if people type in integrity game or get a
0: clue or Jeff back, I'm super, super easy to find. That's awesome. Guys, go get his stuff, go get his books, jump in. I'm sure it's going to be a good time. Brother, thanks for doing this. It's always a pleasure. And, guys, if you are still hanging out with us and still got any tips, tricks, any value out of this, do us a favor. Take a screenshot wherever you're listening to this or watching this and tag both me and Jeff in this. And if we see it, dude, we'll jump in, we'll comment, we'll interact with you. You know we're both still building our brand, so we want to meet you. And we all, I want to know if this kind the content is the content you you continue to wish me to put out. So take a screenshot, tag us in it, it it'd mean the world to us. Otherwise, love you, made it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So, like me, they don't often reach out for advice, they don't get support, they just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure down your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey, that are looking for the same advice you are, maybe they've been through it, and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.